Welcome back to The Road to Seven with Sheila Cummins. If you are hiring, or you want to hire, or you have hired, this is an episode you don't want to miss. We are talking all about stepping into the leadership shoes in your small business today. Welcome to The Road to Seven. I'm your host, Sheila Cummins. I am an entrepreneur, a mentor, an investor, a wife, and mom to three beautiful children. Women entrepreneurs are up-leveling and changing the rules for business strategy, leadership, success, money, and impacting the world every single day. The Road to Seven is the diary of business strategy for women entrepreneurs. We meet you where you're at in your business and champion you along the road to your vision. And I am honored you chose to join us today. Ready to go? Buckle up. It's time to hit the road. Welcome back to The Road to Seven. And before we get started today, just a huge thank you to Closet Marketer, who left us a beautiful five-star review on iTunes. She says, smart, focused business advice. If you're a woman entrepreneur hustling and want to change to results, this is a great place to spend your time. And you know what? We couldn't agree more. We're so glad that you've joined us today. We're talking all about stepping into your leadership shoes as you're growing your business. I know that a lot of people resist hiring or bringing people onto their team because of money. They're afraid that it's going to cost too much money. They can't afford it. There's no way they can keep up with the revenue. But when we put people's cash flow through my cash flow analyzer, eight times out of 10, that person is underhired, meaning they have capacity to bring in someone who is a very strategic decision maker who can have full autonomy and ownership over a certain portion of business. Often it's in marketing and sales where that person's sole job is to increase the revenue in your business. And do you know what's interesting? What stops people from hiring is not necessarily cash because eight times out of 10, there is space to bring in a very strategic high level employee who can help you grow your business. The biggest thing that stands in people's way is their self-identity. How will they then be important if they're not in charge of bringing in the revenue in their company? And it's a massive question and it's one that stumps people. And, you know, the excuses that I hear, and I am calling them excuses, although in all fairness, for the people who are sharing them, they tend to call them facts, but they are excuses that are being masked as facts. Things like, I'm not very good at leading people. I don't know how to manage a team. I haven't hired well in the past. I don't know how to get my employees to do what it is that I want them to do. And then here's my favorite. Well, I have someone on payroll, but I end up doing their job because I know how to do it better anyway. (laughs) I love that one. And so these are some of the excuses slash facts that people are using that is stopping them from hiring. But the reality is they just haven't figured out their leadership shoes or how they can lead their team so that it becomes a high functioning output based solution focused machine. The very first thing 
as a leader in your company is to literally give ownership to the department of that person who has been hired to run it. What that means is you need to outline exactly what their outputs are. And an output is the result of their work. What are they ultimately responsible for in your business? And if you were to remove them and put somebody else in, that other person would be ultimately responsible as well. The best place to hire is someone who can help you create and generate revenue, either through the marketing or sales processes, or maybe both. But how do we give ownership to someone to own the marketing and sales strategy when for you as the business owner, you've been the one who has for the last however many years been in full control of it and been in charge of all the messages that go out and all the strategy that's being used? Well, the very first thing that we have to do is trust. In order to trust, we need to do our due diligence when we're hiring. We want to hire people who have a proven track record of getting the results for a company similar to yours. It's as simple as that. You have to go and call the references. You have to have them share experiences and talk a little bit about the strategy that they would like to implement. We would like to be hearing some feedback about what's already happening in our business and how that person would do our strategies differently. You'll be able to get a feel for that person, but you also have to be able to take a calculated risk with them and give them time to be able to prove themselves. It's unrealistic to hire someone and expect them to generate a profit or increased revenue in your business in two to three weeks. They're still just finding their feet. So when you're hiring, we want to put a probationary period. And within that probationary period, we want you to be setting some objectives for that person to reach. Now, here's the thing. We want them to help create the objectives with you because that enables them to have a say and to be empowered and responsible for achieving those results. And if after three months they have been working and doing their job, if they have not yet met their objective, then you have a really easy discussion. It's a thank you for your help. This is not going to work. And that's a really difficult conversation to have when you're emotionally connected with the person on your team. But when we can put this objective view of their performance and put in key metrics that are used to measure whether they're doing a good job, then all of a sudden it becomes an objective conversation. It's not about how much you like the person. It's about the impact that they are having on your business. And as the leader of your business, you do not have the time or the money to keep people on your team paying top dollar who are not generating the results that they're hired to do. So by putting in that initial probationary period and having this this plan or this metric. I'm a trained management effectiveness coach, so we call it a JEP or a job effectiveness plan. And it outlines step for step that which they're ultimately responsible for. And it outlines exact objectives that that person must deliver on in order to keep their job. And so then what happens when somebody meets the expectations or meets all of the objectives that have been laid out for them. 
Well, then we can offer them more of a permanent contract. They've already proven their value to you. Now, don't forget that they were involved in setting the objectives for that first time period that was their probationary period. If they hit it, then that's fantastic. You know that they're really good at what they're doing and they're getting the results that they said they could get. You have some say in the objectives as well, but we really want that strategic person that you're hiring to be a part of the objective setting because they should know what's possible in the time frame that you're giving them. Once we know that they're hitting the objectives, then we can extend the contract and either have it be contract, bring them on part-time, bring them on full-time, whatever works in your business. We still want to have that job effectiveness plan in place. We still want to have objectives laid out using metrics that are easy to measure so that we can look at this job effectiveness plan and be able to say to ourselves, is this person meeting their objectives? Yes or no. Now, if it's no, how can we handle that situation? When people are not hitting their objectives, it falls back to the three C's that are paramount to effective leadership. And the three C's are competency, capacity, and communication. It is going to be very obvious whether the person that you've hired is actually competent or able to deliver what it is they've been hired for pretty quickly. And the hope is that you would catch that during the probationary period because you'd be working very closely alongside them, meeting with them regularly, understanding and asking them what's going well, what objectives they're hitting, talking to them about things that are challenging and asking how you can set them up for success. One of the questions I love to ask is, what do you need from me in order for you to hit your objectives? That's a really powerful question as a leader because I'm putting the objective achievement on the employee, but I'm also letting them know that I am a part of it and I am here to support them. And we're going to talk about culture in a minute, but I just want to come back to this competency thing. If somebody is not competent and cannot achieve the objectives that they have said, and they are hitting no for all the metrics that are being used to meet their performance, then you know that you need to change the qualifications that someone needs to have for your next hire. But what if that person has been hired and they don't have the capacity to deliver on their job? Maybe they've taken on too much. Maybe you're giving them too much in one time. Maybe they're not using their time efficiently. Again, as the leader, your job is to help them have enough capacity to be able to deliver what it is that they do. And part of your job, especially at the beginning, is to help them structure their days in a way that works for them and that works for your company, and that sets them up for success. So if you're seeing that they're spinning their wheels or they're having a hard time with a tech, you know, it's okay for you as the leader to step in and support them as long as you know they have the capacity to do the job once they have come over that hurdle. You know, what happens is I see people hiring and then they hire this person who is in a strategy role or a, a director of a component of their business. Let's just talk about a director of marketing. And then they just wash their hands of them. They let them go and do whatever it is that they want. And they don't actually know what's happening. And we call that putting the hire into the neglect bin. At the end of the day, you need to know what's happening in every single facet of your business at any time of day. That does not mean you have to be the person who's doing all of the pieces at any time of the day. 
But we need to have some kind of a check-in system with your hires, new or old, where you are regularly checking in and asking them what's going well, what's a little bit tricky, and what they need from you to set them up for success. We want to train them that they can ask you these questions. You know, when you just leave that person to their own devices and they deliver what they feel is the right output, if you haven't had any say along the path, it's really not fair to then be disappointed in the results. That doesn't mean you micromanage every single step along the way. You let that person achieve the results in their way. And this is a really important piece for you as the leader is you've got to let go. You have to let people do things their way because what you care about is the output or the result of their work. So if you used to hit point Z by walking to A, B, C, and D, and someone else can hit point Z from walking from point A to C to B, then that doesn't matter. Because for you, you're only measuring the end result. Now, if they don't have the capacity to deliver in the time that they have available, then we want you to be working alongside them, sharing some of the things that you used to do and some of the processes that you put in place in order to be efficient at delivering the results. That is a part of leadership, is making sure they are set up for success. The third part to be looking at if someone is not meeting their objectives is have they actually understood what they need to be doing? That communication piece falls on both of you. Well, actually, to be honest, competency and capacity are on you as well. But I'll talk about that in a minute. Let's just talk about communication for a moment. That hire must be 100% clear on what the assignment and the tasks are that they need to fulfill on in order to get the results that they've been hired for. That comes from you clearly articulating what it is that you need from them. It comes from back and forth in several conversations. So if you've created an environment where you just hand over a task to someone and there's no opportunity for them to ask questions or they feel like you're not approachable, then you are breaking the communication chain and that is not being an effective leader. That is you outsourcing a task and taking no responsibility for it. As the leader of your company, no matter who's around you, you still at the end of the day are responsible. We're just talking about getting some team members in place to help shoulder the process and the responsibility and the strategy in order to get those results. And so if you're not clearly communicating your expectations and exactly what is expected, you cannot expect someone to read your mind. It takes time to create that flow of communication back and forth. On the flip side, if you're handing over a task to someone and they don't understand it, but they don't speak up and ask for clarification, then that's on them. They need to ask questions until they clearly understand what's expected of them. And that communication loop is a two-way circular route. It's you communicating clearly with them and them clearly asking for clarification from you. Now, if you don't have time to be leading your team, then you have a capacity issue when it comes to your leadership. 
as you're bringing people on, your role changes. And we talked about right at the top how sometimes our significance is tied to the roles that we play. Well, your significance no longer comes from completing tasks. Your significance then comes from leading your team to be able to complete the tasks. And therefore, there has to be time and space within your timetable or your schedule to have regular meetings and to be approachable and to provide the space where employees and people that are working for you can speak up and can ask questions and can challenge you on ideas and can bring you solutions. You know, one of the things we said is we want to create this culture of output oriented, meaning everybody knows exactly what objectives they have for their role and solution based. It's okay if people bring you complaints or they're not happy about something. It's okay if they found a better way to do something. What matters is they bring you the complaint or the problem with some solutions at the same time. And if you don't have the capacity to be able to handle those conversations within your day or within your week, then you are not setting them up for success. And don't forget that that's your significance. That is what's important for you as the leader. Now, I believe that everybody has the ability to be a competent leader. I do. I think everybody is able to step into the leadership shoes. I think some people tell themselves a story about their ability to lead, usually because they've never been in that situation before. They've never been in a situation where they are responsible for a team to be delivering on different aspects of a business. And the only way to break in a new pair of shoes, my friend, is to just keep wearing them. And of course, you're going to get blisters right off the top. Of course, they're not going to feel right right away. But with time and care and attention and with you having the capacity to lead your team powerfully and to set them up for success and get them all the pieces that they need to be successful so they can hit the objectives and with you having the time and clarity to communicate clearly with them what your expectations are and to be checking in at different points throughout projects then you are a competent leader and you are a critical part of your business. And so I'm curious, what is the part of leadership for you that makes you not want to hire someone who can have full ownership over an area of your business? Do you know what that story is? Do you know what fact, and I say that in air quotes, but of course you can't see the air quotes, but what are the facts that you're sharing with yourself about why you cannot hire someone who is going to help you grow your business? And I challenge you to look at those facts and then say, I wonder if this is actually an excuse. And if it's an excuse, what can I do today to bring somebody onto my team so that I can be leading someone else to be the best version of themselves? Have a great day and I look forward to talking with you on our next episode. If your marketing efforts and sales funnels are not getting you the returns that you really want, and if you're ready to turn your ambitious dreams into profitable results, then the Business Accelerator is here to help you. The Business Accelerator is our newest program that is designed to help you create your clearly defined core offer. You already have a core offer, you tell me. 
I get it. I'm sure you do. But unless your sales and marketing are converting at exactly the conversion rates that you desire, then there is an opportunity to refine and strengthen your core offer so you start earning the revenue that will match the lifestyle that you truly desire. So maybe you have a business that's earning money, but it's not enough to support the lifestyle that you desire. Or maybe you're feeling burnt out by a constant churn of one-on-one work. Maybe you're at that point where you want to build a team, but you find the thought terrifying and you don't know what you're going to hire them to do. Or you keep trying new things that are not producing the results that you want. The Business Accelerator is here to help. It's here to help you bust through those plateaus, move past your roadblocks, and create a core offer that will set you up for growth, fulfillment, and success. We're going to peel back the layers of your business and likely ditch what isn't working or serving you and really beef up what is helping you get where you want to go. Then we're going to create a rock-solid core offer, which is the cornerstone of a profitable and successful business that is aligned with your goals and values. And then finally, we're going to map out a plan to leverage your business so you can create the freedom, fulfillment, and results you've always dreamed of. This business accelerator is the first step if you're wanting to shift from being a solo entrepreneur into a profitable and thriving six and seven figure CEO. In order to learn more, go visit the Road to Seven website and click on the Business Accelerator program. If you know you want in or you want to talk about it, just simply book a business booster session. The link is down in the show notes below and it would be an honor to talk with you and about your business to see if the Business Accelerator is your next best move.